Look outside. Is the world more peaceful since the revolution? It is good to restore the natural order of things. Don't you agree? You've never heard of the Millennium Fall? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Castle Run less than 12 parsecs. Hey everyone, and welcome to Castle Run Weekly. My name is Danny, and I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts that I've missed so much over these yeah. months, guys. Guys, I'm here with Anna. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Cheyenne is here. Hello. Yeah, and from our stream team, we have a guest, Grace, on her first podcast. <laughs> hey there. Hi. She's dabbing and you can't see it because this is an audio <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it doesn't break the that it has. I know, right? She, she's really excited. That's what you should get from that. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> So yeah, so guys, it's been how long? Like, it's been months. And it's yeah. been a crazy few months. Two, at least. Mm-hmm. I've missed you guys so much. We missed you. Same. I missed you too. Yeah. Aww. No. Aww. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a lot's happened uh, in Star Wars. Like, a lot in, in these last no. few months. So we've had the the final trailer for Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a little thing called Disney Plus come no. out. Which has no. been great. Uh, Greedo says McClunky now. So there's I that. I can't wait to see that part. I haven't seen <laughs> that part yet. Oh, so uh, they, the uh, special editions got even more special. So, <laughs> Like holiday special? No, 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 no. no. So, it, uh, so quick backstory for anybody who doesn't know that. Uh, what's, what, what the McClunky thing is. Essentially, before Disney acquired uh, A New Hope, George Lucas had directed one more edit uh, to it and changed one more thing, which I like the change. But essentially, it basically solidifies that Han is shot first. There's no weird head movement or anything like that or anything crazy to it. Both of them aren't firing. It's straight Han blasted him. So, but for whatever reason, nobody knows why. It's just this weird word. It's literally Greedo's last word. He literally <laughs> says, because uh, Han says, I'll bet you have. And then about that time, you hear Greedo go, McClunky. And then, boom. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so you've got the Mandalorian and all this exciting Star Wars stuff. And Star Wars fandom has taken hold of one word, McClunky. <laughs> I can't wait until it becomes like a verb. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> Or give Webster us some dictionary. kind of meaning. right. Mm-hmm. For all we know, it's probably an expletive that he's saying at the end. Probably. He's just like crap. <laughs> like oh, dang it. Yeah, I was listening to uh, blast points earlier, and they were talking about that line, and they were like, "No, it was just George Lucas was like, here, I'm gonna record the line. Give me that mic." <laughs> <laughs> right. Because <laughs> why not? So we got one more Lucas edit, which is cool. So I think I think yeah. it's neat. Um, I haven't really seen anybody else getting angry about it, so I don't know. But I am in a sheltered circle of Star Wars friends, so, <laughs> where we don't yeah. get angry about everything. <laughs> I will say, I got um two compliments already on the episode of Rebecca and I because they were like, "Oh, it's just so nice to have such happy and positive Star Wars fans." And oh, I said, great. "That's what we try to do here at Kessel Run Weekly." Yeah, absolutely. It was a really fun episode. I I, I really hoped that she liked because. Um, I don't, I don't know if you, if you've listened to the episode yet, but, uh, she's a, uh, big size noodle fan. Um, and so I decided to, uh, give her a little, uh, zero, zero the hut and size noodle back and forth. Um, it was my favorite. I, I'm not kidding. And you can ask Kristen too. I probably played it by myself just so I could listen to it like 10 times. I was no. cracking myself up in the living room. editing. <laughs> it was a little yeah. part where, where. She was, they were professing their love, and he was like, You promise? And she's like, From the bottom of my fluid sack. Yeah. (laughs) Not only is that a part of it, it's the last part that you hear before we go into the episode. (laughs) Sets the tone. Yeah, so good. (laughs) Yeah. While I was listening to it, I did text Cheyenne, and I was like, 
this is great. Like, it's, it's fantastic. You even called out the stream at one point. I actually like laughed out loud when you said it. I'm like, it's, it's so accurate. <laughs> it is it was pretty great. It was a lot of fun yes. to edit. So if you have not checked that out, guys, definitely check that out. That's our uh, interview with Rebecca, Fa- or I'm sorry, not our interview, Cheyenne's interview for us. Um, in our absence, uh, she uh, interviewed her friend Rebecca Hoffman at Rebhoff29, right? Yes. On Instagram. Um, really sweet, really funny. Definitely check it out. It's really awesome. Um, but yeah, on to why we're here today, really, guys. Mm. So, so Disney, Disney Plus launches, and we get all of the Disney library. I mean, I know that all of us are actually here to record this podcast because of Darkwing Duck, right? I mean, that's, that's yeah. why we're here. Totally. And yeah. gargoyles, of course. I mean, well, I'm, I'm here for Steve. I don't know if they know what gargoyles is, though. <laughs> what? No. Wow. We, have to, we have to correct that. Watch party. We just became yeah. gargoyles. Yeah. 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 I asked a couple people and I felt really old. And I was like, oh. man, you're my age. Like, that's not. I know, but these guys. <laughs> gargoyles. Wasn't gargoyles a cartoon before I was a kid? It was, mm-hmm. it was definitely a cartoon before I was a kid. Anna? I didn't even know about so. it. I watched it when I was little. Yeah. I'm older than you guys. (laughs) Well, Kristen watched it, and Kristen's about uh, Cheyenne's age, so so she knew what it was. I was impressed. She was like, gargoyles. I was like, what did you say? I love gargoyles. (laughs) psych right now. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It was so great, though. But yeah, so I mean, obviously, that's why we're really here, but uh, a little thing snuck in uh, called The Mandalorian um, that everyone is losing their minds over. Um, I've seen kind of mixed reviews, not, not hard one way or the other, but mm-hmm. I'm interested to know what you guys thought. I'm very excited about it. Um, and I can't wait to talk about it. I can't wait to talk about it with you guys, but, um, I want to hear your thoughts first. So who wants to go first? Hey, 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 Cheyenne, go ahead. Uh, so my initial thought, so I was, I watched it at, at a watch party and I just want to set the scene for you guys real quick. It was very quiet. Nice. We were all so intently, intently or intensely both watching, <laughs> watching the episode. Um, I do wish I had like taken written notes, but off the top of my head, first of all, so cool. Second of all, so mysterious, <laughs> um, but also really familiar. And I, love that because I really I didn't expect it to not be familiar like I didn't expect it to be like completely this is going to sound weird out of this world (laughs) I didn't expect it to be completely not Star Wars but I really thought like they're going to really throw some different things at us and it's not that they didn't but it was perfectly weird Star Wars perfectly classic Star Wars and perfect classic storytelling like um, I saw a post about this earlier about how like when is a bounty hunter not like of so few words like that's a typical bounty hunter behavior in in what i've seen bounty hunters in <laughs> um <laughs> not like a ton of things but in general um but then it was also so different because we don't know anything about him until we see a couple of things happen um more specifically i'm thinking of when we see the bounty hunters guild slash the Mandalorian mm-hmm. uh, like shop, I guess community. Yeah. I would say. Um, but overall, overall thought, I am very excited for it. I can't believe I also was almost brought to tears. Just the sheer fact that when I saw a live action, I think it's a Quran, the little tentacle mouth thing. Oh, the, um, uh, uh, Karen. The Zoidberg of Star Wars. Yeah. Wow. I completely because you got the Moncal and then you got Quarren. 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 That's who they are. Yeah. Saying something incorrectly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That when I saw really the cool. live action version of that, I was like, "Oh wow!" And the whole face was animating and everything. That was yeah. It was ugh, made my skin crawl. Good. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Anna, what about you? I mean, I loved it. I it gave me so many like new hope vibes, um, which for me I was like, I loved it. I wasn't. I mean, I didn't watch all of the trailers, so I didn't know exactly where it was going to be. <laughs> so for me, 
seeing that element of like, oh, feeling like a new hope with the cantina. It was just like, oh, this is amazing. Kind of like a throwback to which we all started loving. And then like not knowing the scale of things throughout the show was like, oh, I love you, Filoni. This is the best. Um, everything being a live version was incredible. The music was amazing. Uh, the shot, the fact that you see the ships looking so real, like it was just incredible. Absolutely. I, I loved every bit of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Grace, our guest this podcast, <laughs> you want to go ahead and uh, tell us how you felt? And th- I had a lot of feelings going into it because like, I don't know, I haven't, the only like Star Wars shows, I guess, that I've experienced are like, obviously the animated ones, like with Clone Wars and with Rebels, and I haven't seen Resistance yet, but I will watch Resistance. Um, I don't know, I just, I thought that it was really well done, and that this definitely feels like how you said, like very a new hope, like I definitely did get that. Um, And then I also just kind of felt nostalgic in general, like with the idea of the Mandalorians, because we first got introduced to them through Boba and then like with Django. And then again, later on with Rebels and Clone Wars with the Death Watch and Sabine and Bo-Katan. I don't know. It just, it feels like, comfortable in a way like being like so familiar with the background of like their culture yet at the same time this singular character we know nothing about him except what his armor looks like Mm -hmm. and i really i love the idea of that that like they have an identity that's like the entire group yet at the same time they're very individual and you get i just hope that it does go into deep like into a little bit more in depth um, with them later on. I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Um, Yes. I really, yeah, I loved it. I really did. Um, I watched it at six o'clock in the morning. Like (laughs) literally as soon as it dropped, I registered. You're more hardcore than I am. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was up anyway. I was registering for classes. I was like, you know what? Who is I'm up, up anyway. at 6 a.m.? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my college for I thought people were all asleep then. No, that's my college <laughs> To be fair, I was up. I was just on my way to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I watched. So like I sat and just like watched it. And then I got up and I went to class. And that's literally all I thought about was The Mandalorian. That's awesome. Um, like I, I don't know. And now I want to make a Mando because of it. And it's like... Yeah, now I understand why people make mandos. <laughs> <laughs> well, and piggybacking off of what you were saying, um, like just the the culture and all that kind of stuff that we, we mm-hmm. get to see, it, it's it's cool because this episode, the whole thing felt like they gave us just enough without giving us almost anything. Like exactly. we got to see the the coolest mando helmet i've ever seen with that gold armor uh the uh, the person who was making his pulp the armor the blacksmith yeah the blacksmith yeah. like oh my gosh that was cool uh, i don't know if this is true or not but i need to look it up cuz i can sure i i'm sure i can google it the blacksmith's helmet mm-hmm. is the same as the ones that served darth maul in the cartoon not right? quite cuz they put the little horns on them well, but it also it, it looked... was a crown of horns, though, yeah. is how they uh, did like, theirs, yeah. Where... Like, uh, so it was like the Zabrak yeah. horns. Because it's very similar in the way that, like, this is coming in Season 7 of the Clone Wars. I know this from going to the panel at Celebration. Uh, how the 332nd, mm-hmm. when they split off from the 501st, they painted their armor to look like Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, it's a very, it's like a unifying kind of symbol. Because at that, that point, they, they were that. no longer the Death Watch. It was mm-hmm, uh, right. the Shadow Collective, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but the helmet reminded me almost kind of like something out of 300. That oh, yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. Kind of like the, the way the, the, the Spartans had the Spartan. their helmets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like to me. And I remember when the trailers were first coming out and stuff, uh, when they just showed a glimpse, because I never saw the horns on it. I just saw the face of the blacksmith's mm-hmm. uh, helmet, it looked like like Night Owl style. 
It, and I was like, I think oh, it is. please tell me it's Bo-Katan and her crew. <laughs> Which, I, I doubt it'll be that small of a universe, but... Yeah. I had that same thought, though, in there. I was like, oh, female, female, what if it's Bo-Katan? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, no way, but, like, also. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like we have a, a Mandalorian. His, his name's actually Phobabet, so... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is that I uh-huh. I didn't think of it, so I can't claim it. I don't remember where I heard it. It was in another podcast that I was listening to because that's all I do with my life. Anyways, me too. Um, but it's cool how literally fans just seeing this background character with a really cool helmet that doesn't really say much became this entire thing, this mm-hmm. entire costuming group, this entire series. Uh, such like a large fan base behind Boba Fett is full credit to mm-hmm. the Mandalorian. Like, oh, absolutely. Without without him, nobody would care mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> until somebody created it. And so Boba Fett definitely the fact that people saw him and was like, "Wow, that's really cool." I wonder about him. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting a whole series about it, and a I whole just, series, yeah. a whole culture, a whole yeah. everything. And like y'all know how I am about story and and lore behind Star Wars and all that kind of stuff, I, it's just incredible mm-hmm. to me because I mean, like, like I was saying with with uh, how I felt about the episode, like I you, they gave enough to go, yeah, I'll let you peek through the keyhole. That's about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in in oh, yeah. true mm-hmm. Filoni style, really. I mean, <laughs> that's exactly what mm-hmm. he does. It's like uh, give you a little taste and take it away. Okay, next week. See mm-hmm. ya. <laughs> yep. Um, that's, but that's baloney. I, I love just the, the even the glimpses with uh, the Mandalorian and the blacksmith where they're talking about being a foundling and and how this will sponsor other foundlings and have has your signet revealed itself yet and things like that. And mm-hmm. it, it's just the little things where it's just like, huh. So you're kind of starting to see the process. So it's almost like kind of the the side thing to show you the completion of his coming into whatever he's trying to do, whatever he's growing into. Yeah. It'll be the completion of his armor at that point. I'm thinking. What is, what is cool. this? I like the insignia. So like his oh. symbol. So uh, Boba Fett's was like the F with like the wheat. Right. Uh, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So kind of stuff like that. Okay. So yeah, I don't that, know what Jango's like was. It's the same thing because that was is it? Um, okay. Yeah. So it's like a family signet. Okay. It has I think one little minor detail that's different. I don't remember okay. exactly what it is now. Well, yeah, but with the you whole guys family are the thing. I, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> no, and in the whole family thing, you see Filoni's art. Like you, he's like, okay, here I'm gonna show you Mandalorian, but he has his backstory. But I'm not gonna show you everything. Just like that flashback of his family's mm-hmm. tragic. And him not wanting droids because you see mm-hmm. all the battle droids going mm-hmm. behind him. Mm-hmm. But I think that was really cool because he's also showing us like the day in the life of all these people around him and how they're affected by what's going on in the galaxy. So for me, that was like, thank you, Filoni, because he's like also like, yes, I'm giving everybody what they wanted. They wanted Mandalorian stories all the time. But then people like us, that we've been following his animations and everything. It's like, Yes, put it all together so yes. we can all be here. Like, ah. absolutely. <laughs> like, here's the whole thing. Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead and complete the picture, Filoni. Just mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> yeah. But and I think it's cool too because and it's one of the reasons why I love Rogue One so much is that it, it gives you a different perspective of this war that's going on. It's not these heroes, these five heroes that are in here trying to make a difference. Like with mm-hmm. Rogue One, it was. Jen, who her, her one of my favorite lines in in there that she that she says before she really starts to decide, hey, I'm going to do this for my father, is uh, when uh, Saul tells her that you could stand to see the imperial flag wave over the galaxy. She's like, it's not a problem if you don't look up, and it's like mm-hmm. the most real line in that entire thing mm-hmm. because that's most of the population. That's most people. It's like that yeah. doesn't affect me. Like it, it, it has nothing to do with me. If as long as I stay out of the way, let them do their thing, I'm good. Um, and in all honesty, I feel like with the Mandalorian, we're probably going to get those themes as well because with him getting his pauldron forged, like you were saying, we were seeing droids and things like that. In one of the trailers, we see droid battleships going over over top and stuff like that. Um, I know one person theorized that it might be the droid Gatra. Um, I think is how you say it. Uh, it's the uh, mm-hmm. yeah. the underworld. Uh, like droid, basically droid. like the mob 
the droid mob, <laughs> which is <Droid> weird. <laughs> um, but but I think that it's actually a Clone Wars thing because I mean they even mention in there that his Razor Crest is pre Empire. So I mean, mm-hmm. this guy's been at least his equipment has been around for a long time at minimum, and so he's seen some stuff. He's been through some things, and he was one that was affected by war. But we don't know to what degree. And I, I couldn't for the life of me. And I figured, Anna, you'd probably know. Because I know how much you love Mandalorians. <laughs> uh, I can't for the life of me think. After after the end of Rebels, we never got anything else about Mandalore, right? No. Not that I'm aware of. So we don't know what happened with them in the Empire other than uh, with the Protectors. Um, yeah. But that was about it. And I mean, I love the fact that Jean Fabio was started as a Mandalorian in yeah. the Clone Wars. <laughs> and he gets to do this because I I love a lot of the Mandalorian stories about them like Sabine being brought to the Empire and make them work for them mm-hmm. and then kind of like them pushing them away and they've always had this like um, the most important thing about them is their clan mm-hmm. so whether they're in one part or another so I want to see like what's the side that he has because I'm pretty sure he hates the Empire at this moment um, and I don't know, but I don't think there's anything else Mandalore after after this. Yeah, so, I mean, we really don't know what the Empire did to them. All we knew is that, I think all we know as far as animation goes and the last story we got was Bo-Katan uh, uniting the clans uh, mm-hmm. with Darksaber. Aside from yeah. that, it's kind of, it's up in the air. <laughs> so I, I'm really hoping to see more story of what happened. Because especially if the droids, so you got the droids attacking, stuff like that. We know that Mandalore was scarred anyways. Um, so where's he been? Why is he showing up now? Why, what, why, what's the big deal? And yeah, that's what I'm interested to see. So yeah. Can I can I make a note? And I I don't want to uh, uh, taint the, the podcast with any negativity. I just want to make a note. Okay. Um, that nobody cares about who he is because we know that we're going to get that. Yeah. But they all want to know who Ray is. <laughs> anyway. You're not wrong. That's all I have to say about that. Because oh. I'm like, of course we're going to ask those questions. Like, yeah. okay, like, what happened to him? Why is he out here? Where is his family? Who is his clan? Who is he? Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. The, that's the point of the show. That's also the point <laughs> of Ray. Mm-hmm. I guess because he's a Mandalore and everybody like is so obsessed with Mandalores and not knowing much that mm-hmm. we're all accustomed. Like we all love Boba Fett when he came out. I mean, I was one of those, like, I need more of him. Like, yep. who are you? Um, <laughs> and then even if I didn't know exactly, and he was the bounty hunter that like, yeah. Well, that's what like, everybody was very content with that, but nobody yeah. was content when Ray didn't have parents. <laughs> I know. It's fine. Anyway, right. I really, that was, that hit me real hard when you said that. I was like, wait a minute. Wait. Everybody needs to learn and understand. I just generally want to know everything about everyone's. I do too. I'm, so I'm always asking those questions. Yeah. I literally would love to know everything. I just, I can't wait to learn everything about him. And one of my favorite parts I noticed about this is because he went in there, he got his shoulder armor. Mm-hmm. So now we know, or at least I think we know, <laughs> that we're going to see him get pe- different pieces of armor throughout this entire thing. Mm-hmm. That's going to be so cool. Oh, definitely. Like, I think that's going to be him. his, like, quest, basically. Yeah. So it's almost going to be, because I wonder with him if identity is going to be a theme throughout it. Because he yeah. kind of, and, and, and maybe it's just the way that I interpreted the episode, but I mean, even up until the very end where he has to make the decision that he does, like... For a moment, you're like, okay, he's a bounty hunter and nothing else. Because my favorite line in the entire episode was when he went up to the first his first bounty uh, of the thing, and he was like, "I can bring you in warm, warm or I can cold. bring you in cold." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> like, like, oh, that's getting real. So he's just like, "Look, man, yep. we can do this one way or the other. It's all on you." <laughs> mm-hmm. It's um, my way. So at that point, it was kind of like, because he, he comes out looking like the hero for a second, and then it's like, oh, wait. But mm-hmm. I'm wondering, though, if there's more morality and a different driving force with him rather than just bounty. Because, I mean, the money he just made from all of those bounties, he just hands it over to the blacksmith for shoulder armor. 
Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, it's important mm-hmm. to the Mandalorians. It's That's rite of passage. That's Their mm-hmm. armor is like a family heirloom for most yeah. of them. And I wonder if in his case, because some of his stuff looks like shore trooper kind of stuff. I mm-hmm. wonder yeah. if all of his armor is not necessarily family. It's found. I wonder if he is creating because it's so and I don't want to use this in a bad way because I love how like crisp and clean it looks but it's very plain there's no color there's no significant like markings Mm -hmm. yet Mm -hmm. so I wonder if he's creating his own for a reason he didn't go and find Mandalorian armor for a reason he was like I am a Mandalorian and I don't have my clan so I'm gonna make my own clan Mm-hmm. Of me. <laughs> well, and so something I do want to find out if you guys kind of caught this or or if you feel this way, because maybe it's just me reading into things like I always do. <laughs> I, I make theories where there should not be. Any. <laughs> but uh, one thing that got me is it was the word foundling when he was talking about I, I was once a foundling. And she's like, I know. I, I wonder what constitutes a Mandalorian at this point. Was he an orphan? Was he always, was he on Mandalore or Concord Dawn or any of those, that system? Or was he basically adopted into everything? And that's why he doesn't have family armor. He's forging his own. Mm. That is like a strong thing. Um, Because I, speaking of like being adopted into it, I actually did read up on, like before watching the episode, I did read up like in Django's backstory. He wasn't, at least as far as I know, he wasn't originally, like, in a Mandalorian clan. He was adopted. Did we ever get anything canon that said Jango was Mandalorian one way or the other? Because all, all I've ever heard was he's, they call him a, a Mandalorian pretender. They've yeah. confirmed that he is in canon. He is not a Mandalorian. Him or Boba are not Mandalorians. We just don't know how they got the armor. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I think it did say, it said in a comic like a Django Fett like comic mm-hmm. that he was adopted into a clan but I okay. don't know as to what extent so I wonder um, if it's it's more of a thing like if he was adopted into a clan maybe if because it's not in his blood maybe that's he why he's the pretender I don't know yeah I don't know um I think it's interesting <laughs> you said um how like the armor is like a family heirloom mm-hmm. it Make and I was watching some. I was watching episodes of the Clone Wars, which made me think of this, um, where Obi Wan says to Anakin at one point in Episode Two, where he's like, "This is your life. Don't lose it." Like talking about his mm-hmm. lightsaber because he keeps breaking it. And then there's an episode. I think it's it's the first season of the Clone Wars, where Anakin and Padme are talking, and he says, "Like you are my life." like here like literally is handing her his lightsaber and Uh said like obi-wan once said to me anakin this is your life and then just like handed it to her it's a very similar idea i guess with the Uh mandalorian armor um in the way that like you have this this armor obviously but like it has a very significant weight in a way like physically and like mentally, it's almost a, a you know, rite of passage kind exactly. of exactly like it's yeah. um it's like passed down like you mm-hmm. said heirlooms that kind of thing um like an elected power yeah. in a way um so anna what do you know. what do you think do you think he he's adopted or do you think there's any weight to that foundling I think he is adopted and I mean with the with the history of the Mandalorians we do know that their shields their armors uh they all represent the clan. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe him not putting it there, it's also kind of my thoughts were like, he doesn't really want to show what part of the clan he is. And here's the whole mysterious, like, we're not going to know exactly. Cause if we had one little emblem, we will all be like, okay, which one is it? Right. Um, <laughs> Scour the um, internet. <laughs> yeah. So I think, and because they're like under, like they look like they were underground, like where they were. It looks like none of them, the ones that I, because I was trying to pay attention, none that he passed by had any emblems. They were all had colors. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, so you guys are not showing who you are. Um, so for me, like the fact that she asked him that, I think that was like they're hiding it because I guess they're 
brilliant clan. I don't know if they're either a death watch or like something related that they're looking for him as well. And he's mm -hmm. kind of like now using the bounty hunter as a, as like kind of like as a day job. Mm -hmm. so well, I wonder if all of those people down there are Mandalorians in hiding and um, like they're not necessarily making it a clan or anything, but if, but they're just like, we are Mandalorians. We're going to stick together during the time. There's like, they're, they're safe heaven. Yeah. 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 I, I was thinking that they kind of uh, gave me the vibe of refugee kind mm -hmm. of like, this is, this is where we are now because when he goes in behind that little curtain, he does kind of look over his shoulder to see if he's being followed and then he keeps going. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, I don't want anybody to know that this is here. But mm -hmm. at the same time, so yeah. And, and I think it, it's, to me, I got the vibe that that forge there is is sacred. Especially yeah. how he sat there and waited for the pauldron to be formed and everything. Because, I mean, you got to believe that that took some time. But with every single hit of that hammer, it was flashbacks to his childhood and who he I was. I, I thought it was so cool the way they did that. Um, I loved that. Which I, I do wonder if Beskar Steel is uh, resistant to lightsabers. I'm mm -hmm. just curious. <laughs> because it looked like it was very difficult to forge that. <laughs> no, but I think it's, it's not. I'm trying to remember. There was an episode where... But I don't remember if it hit there. I think it it does resist like some of lightsaber mm -hmm. touches, but not like entirely. I, I have to look back. Okay. Not impalement. Yeah. Not like, <laughs> um, so yeah. deflects, not necessarily direct hits kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking oh, of armor, can we talk about the stormtroopers really quick? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to derail the conversation. I, I, I did, don't but... think that they were real stormtroopers. I was literally about to ask that. I was like, what do you guys think they are? Or who? Or <laughs> the, the only reason why is because, like, so, so this is set how many years after... Return six, of the Jedi? Six-ish. Six-ish? So, I mean, so you're talking six years after. Or, I, mean, I don't know if it's six years after. I think it's... I don't think it's six months. It's like point... Oh, my God. My friend, the way he worded it, he mm -hmm. said it's 6.2. So, <laughs> I don't know if that means point two after episode six. <laughs> I, I think I that's know. what it's supposed to be. It okay. falls at, like, at 6.2, like, on a timeline. Okay. Does that make sense? So okay. it's pretty recent after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, because, I mean, it's definitely still fresh. Because, I mean, they're talking right. about the Empire no longer being there. Imperial credits are still in circulation. And that would take mm -hmm. some time to be weeded out. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So I don't think they're stormtroopers because of the way they carried themselves. Mm -hmm. Even if the Empire had matter. fallen. I mean, you've got Warner Hot Herzog over there as Imperial Flavor Flav with his giant <laughs> medallion right there. Like... <laughs> I mean, to me, it made it seem more like a a gang, like an, an underworld gang had been formed. Yeah. And this is the mask that they choose to take yeah. kind of thing. Also, uh, I Googled it. It's five years. Five years. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. um, yeah. And like we were, I mentioned it on the stream earlier, but my friend had pointed out the logo that was on the scientist's shoulder and how it's a Kaminoan cloned logo or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and you guys made a really great point of the fact that, like, it could just be a uniform that they mm -hmm. were like, here, put this on because we need clothes. <laughs> I mean, we need clothes. Because like, that's the thing is that if you apply the same thing, like, if they're not actually stormtroopers and they're just mm -hmm. guys who have stormtrooper armor, mm -hmm. then if you apply that same thing to him, then maybe. But yeah. considering the implications of what they were going after, the mm -hmm. the 50-year-old baby. <laughs> um yeah. I, he may be a cloner or well, working with the cloners. That's the thing. Yeah. The stormtroopers, like they also could just be, be like carrying themselves the way that they are because like they've seen some stuff. Like they've, their armor is rough. They're not regulated anymore. So like, why would they need to keep it clean? Why would it matter? Because they're not regulating anybody else. They don't have, they don't have any power like they used to. They could just be in it because they don't know anything else if they are stormtroopers. Well, and so I'll pull something out of resistance for that because so that 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 actually 
I, I don't think it would... This is more reason... I, I'm trying to get my thought out. <laughs> this is more of the reason why I think that they aren't Imperial Stormtroopers, because you have Griff Halloran in Resistance, 30 years after the fall of the Empire, still polishing his armor, still holding and treasuring his Imperial things, even mm-hmm. though he knows that the Empire wasn't what they claimed to be and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. The, the military man in him still keeps that pristine. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. that's what makes me think that these are more kind of thugs dressed as Imperials. Yeah. Rather than, because another, another thing too, is I don't know if you noticed when they spoke, their, their speakers were busted. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the clear, like it normally is. They were, yeah. they were busted. And so that could be due to there's dust in it or whatnot. But um, <laughs> I think that it's found armor. I don't think it's legit. I think it's mm-hmm. whoever Werner Herzog is, um, I don't remember if they said his name or not. I, I think he's a moth or something like that, or a territory moth or something. I don't know. I, I remember it coming out a long time the ago. Client. The the what? It's called the client. The client. Okay, so they That's haven't his, officially like, named him. Okay. No, they haven't. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, we don't know if he is imperial or if he's just an imperial fanboy. Could have. Could he? He may just like the aesthetic guys. <laughs> yeah. But, and it can be just to intimidate him. Exactly. So it's just like, here we know what it is for them to look at stormtroopers, so go ahead. Because mm-hmm. then I was thinking, are they clones? Or are... But yeah, you mentioned that about resistance, even though I'm like, oh, well, Captain Rex didn't really follow through with his military. <laughs> That's true, yeah. But, <laughs> um, but it, everything looked like perfectly planted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So And yeah. they Set just up. didn't mm-hmm. look so like, military mm-hmm. um they weren't trying to intimidate they were just kind of there already being intimidating mm-hmm. yeah so it was kind of weird mm-hmm. look but i, I, I did ha- love how they look oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> well and, and I, I love too where the because and that was another thing that i thought was interesting of a stormtrooper where they were like we got you outnumbered four to one and then he's like i like those odds i was like mm-hmm. my man <laughs> yes. like, let's go <laughs> Yeah, I was really, really rooting for fight. I I was definitely rooting for him. But that was the thing is like the way that they carried their blasters, the way that they wore their armor, the way they carried themselves screamed more thug in a costume rather than a stormtrooper. So, speaking of thug in a costume, (laughs) uh, at the Mandalorian panel Mm -hmm. at Celebration, you went to the panel, right? I did. You did. Um, I have a few friends from the local Mandalorian mercs in my area, Falco clan represent, um, who were there. And um, I think I literally lost what I was about to say. Oh, no. Oh, dang it. Um, It'll come back to me. (laughs) Never mind. Okay. We'll shout out to Falco clan. (laughs) Thanks, Falco clan. I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. You got so excited about your shout out. I'll find it, you know. But yeah. So so let's talk about this this possibility of this of this scientist though. So I remembered. So uh, did you remember? Go ahead. I I did remember. Um Dave Filoni and John Favreau did say that like they needed a lot of extras and they knew where to find extras, that they actually did recruit like Five O First and Rebel Legion for the show. Which like for me personally, because like I'm a part of the groups, it's like what? Yeah, like we're we're in it. All, um, all the stormtrooper armor, I believe, was actually fan made. Like it was five hundred first armor. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so cool. That's uh, what, incredible. Yeah. That's I, the I just thing. I love I love that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. it's like I'm just so glad that they do that because well, like an acknowledgement makes... to the the fandom and everything exactly because for the longest time the these the these uh people have been giving to charity in the name mm-hmm. of star wars and doing these amazing things in the name of star wars mm-hmm. and it's like hey we appreciate you come be on set because mm-hmm. i mean I, like I if, really if anybody is going to meticulously go over a costume and make it as screen accurate as possible it's a Star Wars fan. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. you're not going to get it better from a costume department or anything like that. They're already yeah. made. Uh, I mean, that, production costs right there. This is very off topic. Uh, I'm scrolling through the pictures of the Mandalorian on IMDb. And uh, you know that ice cream bucket? 
thing. Yes. That what the face runs with. Yeah, Willow Ro- Willow Ro- Hood. Yeah. Uh, there's a picture of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that I was think one of uh, Favreau's uh, posts. I think a while back. Why did he do that? <laughs> I'm so confused. Why? I'm sorry. Why does Filoni do most of the things he does? <laughs> because he's a genius, a he cinematic is. genius. It's all point of view, genius, insanity. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a point of view, if you will. Listen, we don't need that kind of negativity around here. <laughs> um. Also, the. I'm sorry, I'm literally all over the place. Um, carbonite freezing in seconds. That blew my mind. <laughs> Technology, like, man. Okay. Yeah. Go Portable on. carbonite okay. freezing. Yeah. But did you guys hear what he was about to celebrate? Life day? Yeah. yeah. Life day? I thought that was awesome. <laughs> Incredible. I love it. I remembered you, Danny. He said that, and I'm like, oh, he must be. He was laughing probably when he said that. Oh, I lost it. Like, I was sitting there listening to it, because I, I, so I watched it three times. I watched it uh, with my dad, so I didn't get up at 6 a.m. like some crazy people uh, and watch it. <laughs> and uh, It wasn't on purpose. Uh, but my, my dad wanted me to, to watch it with him, so I waited all day long. So literally I was completely off social media, anything, because like I, I logged on out of habit one time on Instagram and saw like almost, I thought I almost saw something. Somebody posted like, oh man, great episode. And it was like a screen cap of the episode. And I was like, nope. And I just, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I stopped. Yeah, I was like, I I'm not getting on anything. Like out of habit, I kept trying to open stuff and I was like, nah, I can't do it today. And so I finally went over to my parents and uh, we, we sat down to watch it and everything. And literally he's going through and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm really hoping to be with my family for Life Day. And I went, wait, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> and then on top of that, the uh, and I don't know if this was intentional, but the uh, the creature that comes out of the ice, the stay off the ice creature. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Raven- Ravenac, I think is what they called mm-hmm. it. I don't know, yeah. walrus lizard. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be what was the pink dinosaur in the whole in the holiday special, <laughs> especially like how he goes and deals with it, and just like shocks it I real can quick. See that. Yeah, because like if you Whoa. if you look at it, because I've, I've seen it a few times, like it's almost kind of toony the way it is. It's got like a yeah. like mouth and everything, but it, it's got softer features when it's not chomping down on the ship. <laughs> so yeah, I thought it was I thought it was kind of funny. So yeah, you. You said holiday special. Made me think of one thing. <laughs> um, I've only seen the holiday special once. That's all you need. <laughs> as an initiation <laughs> into the local groups I'm in. I'm not even kidding. Um, and this thing, like, when the Mandalorian goes to get the bounty um, that Werner Herzog uh, was telling him about, it was mm-hmm. like, not everybody was able to do it. That thing that he rides. Oh, the blur? Like the blur. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't realize it was called that. Yeah. I didn't pay attention. Um, there's like a certain camera angle where you can like, he's like sitting and then you can like see his like gun rifle trident yeah. thing. It looks like a shot like literally straight out of the holiday special. It does. Oh, oh wow. Dinosaur. Like, that's the thing, is, like, if you guys think about it, if somebody would have come up to you and told you that they were going to make a Star Wars show with Blurgs, with the gun from the holiday special, (laughs) talking about Life Day, everyone would have ran for the hills. But it's, like, it's just far enough away from it to where it's ironic that we've watched the holiday special, and it's like, oh, man, that's awesome. But literally, mm-hmm. I felt like the whole thing, it was like they were trying to see how hard they can lean into the holiday special to see <laughs> when it gets yeah. too much. I think what really would have put the icing on the cake is having Nick Nolte as an Ugnaught watching the Whip Star Lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. my dream. That would have been amazing. <laughs> I can just see him looking at the Mandalorian, stir, whip, stir. I have yeah. spoken. <laughs> <laughs> incredible oh my gosh that would be awesome incredible. <laughs> um but yes so back back to my, my theory time so um theory time. What's yes happening? all right <laughs> it's a whole segment no i'm kidding <laughs> podcast no um Thank so you. so what do we think about the scientist so do we think it's more likely that he may be working with the cloners or do you think it's more likely that he just stole a uniform i think there's a possibility he could be working with the cloners mm-hmm. 
just because like he didn't seem at least in the way that he carried himself uh-huh. he didn't seem like he just stole a uniform he seemed like he actually knew what he was talking about uh-huh. at least in the regards of like um bring back this asset, the asset yeah alive um and then Werner Herzog's character the client says like we would prefer it alive but if we bring it back dead you'll get half the reward yeah. and then proof, like right proof after, of termination i think is required. exactly yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and he was like but like really like bring it back alive um that seemed very scientific like very doctoral mm-hmm. of somebody to say like somebody in that position they've i don't know if star wars does the same thing as we do on here on earth but uh you swear an oath to do best for everybody yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, well, Star Wars doctors have that. <laughs> I would, I'm going to go with probably not. Yeah, but... I, I would hope so, but um, I think that, like, because my thought behind that, too, is I think that he would be a real scientist. Whether or not that's a cloner, I don't know. Um, that's still up in the air for me, but I mean, first of all, his uniform fit him very well, so um, and then yeah. He looked like he was still kind of upkeeping himself that way. His mannerisms were very, and this is not a slander to any scientist out there. I literally studied science <laughs> in college, but like he was very scientist. He like stumbled into the room, made a mistake, was like, "Oh, I'm sorry," um, and it's just like blasted off. Yeah, all that very, stuff. yeah, being very intellectual about the situation rather than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you think about it, like if this bounty has been out for fifty years. That's like, is that before, during Phantom Menace? Like, that's a yeah, during a time that we've seen that is, or like like right before. Because I think total, haven't we only gotten like 60 years of Star Wars? I think Phantom Menace to the the sequel trilogy, Mm -hmm. yeah, they said he was like around the same age, like he would have been born the same time as Anakin, the little, the little thing. Yeah, so that's why I people are like, let's well, the chosen one. Yeah, so I'm wondering if maybe the scientist has some sort of like follow up connection from scientists back then, what? and it's like trickling down into his lap, and he's like, you can't kill this. Yeah, for me, he's still like, yeah, he's a scientist, and I. For me, there's a part of me that thinks that he's still working with the whatever the empire is right now because he'd still look scared. He yeah. looks like those scared scientists that the Empire like kind of snatches them. Yeah. Like Gala. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um for me that's what I was thinking. Um but yeah, the fact that this little Yoda baby looking <laughs> was, so was like messing with my brain the whole night. <laughs> so cute. I, I like love that the reaction with everybody that I watched it with so far was baby Yoda? Wait, no, he's dead. Hold on. Literally, my immediate reaction was, what? Oh, no, that's not him. (laughs) Right. It's like for a split second, you're like, huh? Um, Yeah, and then you're (laughs) cocky. His little eyes are so cute and big and glistening. There was one. The fact that we've gotten the first good-looking Yoda (laughs) or live has been amazing. Oh, yeah. Yes. We like I want. Uh, yeah, I do we want to quickly at all costs. Right, I do want to quickly go back to something you said, though, Anna, because it's <laughs> like I'm I'm trying not to just burst out laughing at how awful this would have been. But what if that was the chosen one? <laughs> That's what I thought. That's and that I, I felt bad. I was the only one thinking this, and I went online, and I wasn't. The the chosen one was a baby Yoda species, and they missed it completely. I mean, we only we only have Yoda and Yaddle, so they're both force sensitive. We don't see any more Yodas looking species because we don't know their names. So I'm like, okay, then who are you? Is it were you a Yoda yellow creation? Yodel. Yodel. <laughs> Yodel. Yeah, however, Yodel. <laughs> the other looking female Yoda. Uh, I'm like, but I know Yoda was very like, no, you know, you, attachments, whatever, whatever. 
Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, where did this come from? So was he really the chosen one? Now I have a question. Is Yaddle, this is not a Mandalorian question. Wow. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Is Yaddle, Yaddle um, an addition to a special edition? Uh, no. no. Uh, Yaddle okay. was in the original uh, theatrical release for uh, Phantom Menace. Okay, mm-hmm. I was about to say, because mm-hmm. I remember seeing her on the council. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember where I heard it, but I literally and, had to over. I'm not sure it. if they ever confirmed it, that she was the same species either. I think that she was just there because I think she's taller than Yoda as well. So maybe she's younger than him and hasn't hunched over yet. (laughs) They don't all look the same guys. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe (laughs) Yoda was 900 years old. Come on. Yeah. She'll shrink with time. (laughs) (laughs) You're all crazy. (laughs) She she was only six hundred guys. <laughs> Fine. I mean, can I fair, that little baby's fifty. <laughs> I noticed something really cool. Okay. Um, speaking speaking of Yoda and everything, <laughs> uh, it's the same topic but a little bit different. I really love how the last shot before it goes to the credits is the Mandalorian like looking at this little like bassinet thing, mm-hmm. and then the little baby kind of like sticks. Figure out, yeah. Then, he just like responds with a little finger. An ET like, moment, it's so yeah. cute. Um, I yeah, also about to say ET moment, but also it's like adorable because, like, yeah. Amanda, like, is he experienced with babies? Like, <laughs> and the bassinets floating, yeah. It's really yeah. I didn't catch that so till the cute. second time around because when you walk in the room, because what I was watching for, because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, in the artwork in the very end, it shows it plain as day it's floating I love um <laughs> but like when they first walk in there it's not floating before they've mm-hmm. opened it up and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's floating so oh not okay, only... i didn't notice that it wasn't floating before i thought it was yeah. floating the whole time it was <gasps> no. sitting over in the corner covered and then they so uncover they're... it and then it cuts to the scene after he shoots ig11 and the the et moment basically and the baby's like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's it's straight floating so, so... not only is it 50 years old and the only other species possibly species of yoda that we've ever seen but it's force sensitive mm-hmm. possibly or that could just be a hovercraft bassinet it's force sensitive I, <laughs> I think that the next shot of the next episode is gonna be him going like this his finger out and then he's gonna go hit and the mandalorian's gonna go fling <laughs> that's my dream that would so, be great don't crush those Anybody? <laughs> Just all of a sudden, throw him into the wall. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, sorry." It does make sense that he t- kills or destroys or whatever IG Eleven, which was a bad. Was so cool. No, <laughs> you guys think that IG Eleven's actually dead? I don't think so. No, that's why no. I'm like destroyed. Like, yeah, like he needs repair. Like, he can come up. Like, yeah. Um, I thought it was like a show made for that kind of droid. I love IG-88. So the fact that they were like, okay, here's your time to shine. Yeah. That was too Thank cool. You. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought the fight scene was incredible. Like seeing yeah. all of those things like in live version. Because obviously the movie is different because it's so fast. Here you get to like dig into like that specific scene. So I thought that was incredible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. and I, because I think about the animated series versions of the IG droids and how they like martial arts themselves all over the walls, and I was like, mm-hmm. uh, "Taika, aren't, you aren't the IG droids uh, originally the assassin droids?" Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, Taika Watiti's gonna learn some, learn from Ray Park today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I loved how when he was just walking toward him, just it was the little mannerisms too. Yeah, the 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 hips flipping all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Yeah. yeah. And then watching him run like across the screen. Yeah. I was like, I will self destruct now. I have to tell you guys about this moment that happened while we were watching it. Um, so you know when IG and the Mando are cutting out the door. Mm-hmm. So this guy that we were watching the Mando with goes. <laughs> I'm the Mandalorian, and you're watching Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I lost my mind. Okay. okay, well, that's, that's pretty that. That's pretty great. <laughs> also, so good. I'm just thinking of IG-88 and the fact that, like, Taika 
was IG88, like, or IG11. IG11, yeah. Um, yeah. I just can't imagine what it was like to watch <laughs> Taika do the motion capture. <laughs> I would, I would pay love to be there. so much money to see that. Yes. Because he did the same thing for Korg mm-hmm. in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, except they had they had him put like a foam muscle suit on and Ooh. then put the mocap suit on. Mm-hmm. So it was like Hulk <laughs> and mocap. Um, whereas this was like they had it was like closer to his face, I guess. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I would pay a lot of money to see that because that'd be hilarious. I don't know. I'm Absolutely. a mocap nerd, so like whenever it's used, I'm like, yes, like this is so cool. Well, and yeah. I'm hoping to see too, because um, like, like like you were saying, Anna, um, and, and you probably know more about IG88 really than I do. Um, Alex has told me a little bit from the expanded universe uh, or the the Legends universe that uh, IG-88 was able to basically replicate himself. So he had other instances of himself. So I'm wondering if we're going to get to see that process or that there are more with IG-11 or something like that. Yeah, and I know they can self... Like, they're one of the droids that is the fastest to self-repair themselves. Mm, okay. So I think it's just going to be probably like... I was thinking about this earlier, but maybe that scene of... I was going to call him Boba Fett. The mantle, <laughs> mantle with baby Yoda and him kind of like having that moment. And then IG-11 just wake up like, oh, okay, what happened here? Kind of like yeah. comedy because I can totally see that happening. Yes. Yeah. That'll be a good moment though. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think he's definitely going to come back and it's going to be like, oh, what happened here? Did you kill me or something? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and then self destruct. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the part too where he's like, oh, you're not bad for a droid. He goes, agreed. <laughs> yeah yeah because they apparently they're very like um conceited mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so that's funny i i think they're awesome yeah i love droids <laughs> that and the i require an answer <laughs> yeah i mean like he's like right now giving like i love those like chopper vibes like yes. Yes. but this one can talk i'm like oh it's so amazing it was so i great. love droids so, i love his little eyes the eyes, yeah, little tiny eyes. Like, I could literally it. sit here and just watch him, though. Like mm-hmm. the way he was just spinning around and everything was going, I was just like, I don't even know what I'm watching, but this is the coolest thing yeah. ever. They should make a puzzle of him, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> the IG Rubik's cube. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, closing it out, um, I wanted to kind of talk about kind of like a, a final thought. Um. So we've talked about the scientists a little bit. We've touched on little baby Yoda. So they're trying to obtain this baby Yoda, this 50 year old Yoda species that's for, that I'm going with force sensitive. I'm, I'm jumping the gun and I'm going to say it. So what do you think that this scientist wants with him? What purpose would the empire have with them? Is it the empire though? Hey, that's the question. Mm-hmm. Um, my theory is that perhaps like because right after the empire ends the new republic starts at least with like leia and mon mothma's mm-hmm. still a thing like they're trying to get the new republic together they're in the maybe... formation of that now right exactly yeah. yes um maybe leia like she knows of like force sensitive individuals not knowing that she is force sensitive well, yeah, she knows by this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe she wants to, like, find other Force sensitives and, like, figure all that out. So then something like Order 66 or other things like it don't happen again. Mm-hmm. Now, what if it's not Leia? What if it's Luke? It could be Luke as well. I was about could to say, be. Palpatine was stealing children at one point. So. Yeah. Luke is like, even though he is dead, quote unquote. (laughs) (laughs) I I want, because my first thought, and this is Danny going off the deep end, as I always do, um, I I like to like completely overshoot my theories because then it doesn't matter if I'm wrong or not. It's just fun. (laughs) Um, But uh, my first thought with it was for one, what if it's for immortality or something like that, trying to find a way to prolong their prolong. A life of some kind. Good point. What if it has something to do with them trying to bring Palpatine back? Um, or 
what if it is like the key to something for the force or something there's mm-hmm. some other force wielder or some kind of force user that knows of this child child loosely mm-hmm. <laughs> and and wants something with it because i mean the only I thing i can like- think about with that is that the way that they age that could be something that could be an advantage and then like the one. automatic force ability could be mm-hmm. something so i don't know I wonder if I do like your first one. Like, I think that the aging thing is probably a good, good thought process behind it. I wonder if um, maybe they're trying to track where they come from. And that one's the only one that they know of. Mm -hmm. So they've been tracking it for so long, but they didn't know where it was. And it's been all over the place. So they maybe are Mm -hmm. just trying to find their home planet or something. Because like there's planets that are force sensitive themselves. So like or more force savvy. So it's almost Mm -hmm. kind of like a mythical creature kind of deal. Right, like, and they're just like <laughs> they found the unicorn blood. <laughs> found the unicorn of Star Wars. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Anna? I mean, it could be. It could also be that they can use him as uh, trying something with weapons, like, and we all know, like, kyber crystals or stuff that have to do with the Force. Um, and he's the key to that. Maybe stealing Jedi, little Jedi's, because there's still no Jedi's right now. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. Don't know. I'm very interested. I, I love that I was yeah. left with more questions than answers yeah. in this first yeah. episode. Yeah, but I also love that even though Mando has his helmet on the whole time, there was so much expression. Absolutely. Like the way that he carried himself and carried that helmet, like if it was a hat or like the look, the student looks, like the other camera angles, it gives us all the emotions that he like Pedro Pascal couldn't didn't need to like take off his helmet. Mm-hmm. Plus, I love that he's a Latino in this show, and I'm just saying yeah. that I'm Hispanic, but yeah, I Absolutely. love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> More diversity in Star Wars, please. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Well, cool. Yeah. Does anybody have any last thoughts or anything like that before we close out? I'm really excited for the rest of the season. Absolutely. Everybody should ma- Everybody should make Amando. Yeah. Now that I'm going to be making one, everyone <laughs> needs to. Um, and yeah, I just, I can't wait to see more. My mom's going to make a Jamaican flag Mandalorian. She's really excited about that. She, like, I really want something that like represents me, but it's also a Star Wars cosplay. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's not, I mean, it's not easy, but it's easy. Yeah. In theory. <laughs> Nabu uh, Mando right here. Yeah, exactly. See, I okay. So here's my here's my final thoughts. Live action Ugnot, live action Corin, live action blue guy that speaks English, uh, <laughs> live action IG Eleven, live action Walrus Lizard, words, planets we don't even know where they are, getting sliced in half in a door. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm the Mandalorian. Welcome to Disney Channel. <laughs> That's it. Love it. There you go. <laughs> In that order. What about you, Anna? Um, oh, I'm loving it. I thought Dave Filoni, I know I'm a Dave Filoni number one fan. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, I loved it. I thought him directing a real life thing was amazing. I can't wait to see more. I can't wait to see other characters. And Disney Plus is just going to kill us with like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm literally going to get off here and go watch Disney Plus. So. I'm going to watch you in the rain again. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm left with so many questions. I need to watch it again. Right. Woo. Now that we've talked again, too, my mind's yeah. all going. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got to watch it again. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't catch the, the Kaminoan uh, symbol uh, until yeah, you I guys had mentioned it. So it's, I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah. I've spoken. Come on. I have spoken. <laughs> nice. Nice way to tie it up. <laughs> all right guys well thank you all for coming on the show and thank you guys for listening uh or watching another episode of kessel Runner weekly we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us i know we haven't had a whole lot going on here um in a while but that's about to start because uh we're in star wars season full yeah. swing um we're gonna have uh jedi fallen order uh coming out on friday we've got Twitch rise of skywalker was it less than 60 days away now mm-hmm. uh no not even 60 days i don't think is it no, it's like it's less than a month now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So less than a month out uh, and everything or about a month, something like that. 
December, right around the corner. It's all sneaking <laughs> up on us. I am not prepared. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but yes, so we're going to have plenty of stuff coming out for you guys. And don't forget, we have resistance as well. So Anna, you and I, we're doing this yeah. thing. We got to get this rolling. Um, can't forget resistance. Uh, so yes, we're gonna, we got a ton of stuff going on. So definitely hit that subscribe button if you enjoyed our podcast um, or anything else that we do. Uh, we've got articles, book reviews from Grace over here, uh, hey. as well as our stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Kessler Run Weekly, every single Wednesday at minimum. Yes. We're trying to get mm-hmm. some more stuff out there. Um, and Fridays with the Kessel Runners. Yes, and Fridays with Kessel Runners. Our, uh, our uh, friend Miguel and his brother Edgar uh, both have a show as well that they do live, play some video games, talk some Star Wars. So hang out there. There's a billion things. I could go on forever. I feel like an infomercial yeah. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so a lot of cool things going on at Kessler Run Weekly, guys. So uh, if you've missed uh, our podcast, we are back. Um, thank you for hanging around with us, and thank you for all the encouraging messages while we were gone. We really appreciated it. It really does matter to us. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, and I think that's it. So Grace, do you want to go ahead and uh, tell them where they can find you in your costuming adventures? So you can find me at Amidala underscore 716 on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch, as well as Discord. And um, you can find me on Castle Run Weekly every month. I'll be putting out a book review. I'm hoping to put out Leia, Princess of Alderaan, starting next month. (laughs) And I did a review of Queen's Shadow last month. Yes, it's very good. So definitely check it out. Yes, thank you. Cheyenne, where can they find you? Um, on Instagram at cjerica, that's J-E-R-R-I-C-A, um, and Twitter, cjerica95. Um, you can also read my blog, which I do a Star Wars Sunday, most Sundays, uh, cheyennehoover.wordpress.com. Um, <clears throat> mostly follow along with me there, but then don't forget to tune back in when I get my Clone Wars commentary back up and running. Um, we are now, instead of listening to live action, live action, live episodes, um, combining the arcs and then releasing them that way. But now that I've access to Clone Wars, I won't sound like such an idiot. So they're just going to get better from there. Clone Wars commentary can be found at KesselRunWeekly.com. There you go. <laughs> Disney Plus enhanced. <laughs> How about you, Anna? <laughs> you guys can find me at Legiki Life with two eyes. Um, I have been lost also, but I'm planning on coming back and kind of also doing some reviews on episodes for the mandalorian so yeah i'm excited absolutely we got the band back together guys it's awesome the crew's back yes <laughs> i've missed this so much um guys again thank you for listening or watching another episode of Kessel Run weekly um and until next time uh you can find us on our socials at Kessel Run weekly on instagram facebook twitter as well as our website kesselrunweekly.com twitch.tv slash kesselrunweekly we're everywhere we've invaded all things um yeah. uh, So definitely check those out. And until next time, my name is Danny. I'm Cheyenne. I'm Anna. I'm Grace. And may the force be with you. Always.